fell asleep in church. Well, hello, and welcome to the Second Pot Podcast. I hope that your day has gone great so far, and that you have put on your second round of caffeine to get you through the rest of the day and afternoon until you arrive safely at home and are finished with your work for the day. I am Pastor Serena Wolf, Family Ministries Pastor here at Trinity United Methodist Church in Grove City, Ohio. My partner in crime, Pastor Caleb Spiker, our lead pastor, is enjoying some tropical weather this week. And so, with Caleb out, I didn't want to do the podcast alone, so I am here with one of my sisters in Christ. Hi, this is Linda Sampson, and I've been a member here at Trinity since about 2011, and I love Trinity. I love my uh, church family here and uh, just being a part of everything that's going on as we continue to grow in Christ. Well, Linda, I am so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you for saying yes and to being our first guest on the podcast. Thank you. Hopefully I'll be worthy. (laughs) You're going to be great. (laughs) For the past several weeks here at Trinity, we've been in a sermon series where we explore emotional health and the life of Jesus. Uh, Our exploration is based upon the work of pastor and author Pete Scazzaro, and he has written a series of books, all starting with Emotionally Healthy. The first book that we looked at together as a church in study was Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and so most of our sermon series comes from that, although some material is taken from the second book in his course, Emotionally Healthy Relationships. This week, we looked at loss and grief through the story of Jesus and the death of his friend Lazarus in John chapter 11. As I reflect upon my own life, I realize that I have not always dealt well with feelings of grief or loss or despair or anger or anxiety. We often stuff the feelings of anger um, or we demonstrate that we are uncomfortable with other people feeling grief or loss when uh, we say things to comfort them. Here's an example from my own life. In 2007, uh, I went to the hospital with severe abdominal pain. And while I was there, uh, they discovered that I was pregnant. But this pregnancy was ectopic. Uh, The pain in my abdomen was coming from a ruptured fallopian tube and the internal bleeding that came from that. So I found out I was pregnant. Then I quickly found out that I would not be pregnant much longer, that my life was actually at risk, and I was whisked away to emergency surgery. And that's all really very traumatic. It's a lot to take in in one day. And so there was a lot of complicated emotions and thoughts that I had to work through uh, in the following days after. When I finally found myself in a place where I felt I could go back to church and be um, together enough that I wasn't constantly crying or that I didn't appear to be too sad, um, my husband and I went into church Uh, after the service had started so we could sit in the back and not have to talk to anyone. I cried through a lot of the service. And as I was leaving, 
a dear lady of the church saw me, and she said, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I said, thank you. She said, you can have peace in this, though. You can rest assured that this is all within God's will. Now, I understand, and I understood in that moment, too, that she was saying the things to me that she thought would be most comforting. When, in reality, what she said to me stirred such anger, and my husband saw this happening, he put his arm around me and guided me out the door and told her to have a lovely day. And as we walked away from the church, I said, what kind of God would will the death of a pregnancy, the loss of future fertility, and put my life in danger? Where is God in the middle of that? And suddenly I found myself overwhelmed with feelings of anger toward God for the situation I was in. I wonder what would have happened if I had responded that way to her. To be spiritually mature, to know how to love others well when they are grieving, when they are experiencing loss or confusion or pain, we have to be aware of our own feelings and we have to know how to manage them and how to react to them. We also have to learn what it is God is saying to us in the moments where we feel intense grief or anger. Here's another example from my own life uh, around anxiety. I've been pretty open with Trinity that I wrestle with depression. I have had clinical depression off and on since my teenage years. And depression and anxiety are two sides of the same coin. I don't know many people who have dealt with clinical depression who have not also experienced some level of anxiety. This past week was pretty busy for me. Um, we're teaching confirmation. I'm leading a book study, Emotionally Healthy Relationship, on Monday nights. I was getting ready to preach and prepare for the weekend. On top of being a mom to kids who are still part-time in virtual classrooms, and um, it was just a lot. I had my own schoolwork to do and things around the house that needed my attention. And near the end of the week, I started to feel anxious. Now, usually, when I start to feel anxious, I sit back and examine the thoughts that I have because I am a believer in cognitive behavioral therapy where you look at the thoughts you're thinking, decide whether or not they are true or helpful, and by adjusting your thoughts, you can adjust your emotions accordingly. But I did something different this time. This time, uh, when Tyler came in the room where I was and saw that I was anxious, he says, honey, what's wrong? And usually I'd be like, nothing. I'm just feeling overwhelmed, but it's going to be okay. I just need a few minutes to pull myself together. Instead, I said, I am really anxious. I am feeling so anxious. I feel completely overwhelmed, and I don't know what to do. Normally, like I said, I just stuff all that down, and... Uh, that 
often results in some type of panic attack where the anxiety becomes so overwhelming that it impacts me physically. And then, uh, because I also am a strong believer in better living through chemicals, uh, I will take an anti-anxiety medication to help calm my body and to help clear my mind. But what I found was this time when I looked at my anxiety, I began to pray, God, why am I feeling so anxious? What am I supposed to learn in this moment? And I heard God say, well, you're anxious because you're overwhelmed. And I said, thanks, God. I already knew that. And then I heard God say, you know that you need time with me to do ministry. You can't do this on your own. The work I have for you is more than you can do, and you rely on me to do it. And God said, you've been working more than you've been relying on me this week, and this has unsettled you, and you need to rest. And when I realized those things, I sat down, and I sat in silence before God, and I spent some time in Scripture and in prayer. And I realized that, yes, I needed to stop and rest and that this coming week I would have to focus on that and get my life back in order and in balance so that I am fully present uh, to my family, to my studies, to my church, uh, to my friends. We grow through periods where we struggle with intense emotions. Jesus had intense emotions. Job had intense emotions. Jeremiah wrote an entire book called Lamentations. David certainly struggled with intense emotion. It brought him into sin sometimes, but other times his intense emotions led him into repentance. The whole reason that we study the emotionally healthy uh, courses here at Trinity is so that we can learn how to be whole people people who embrace our emotions without fear, who look at our emotions and deal with them well, so that those emotions do not carry over into other areas of our lives, like our physical bodies causing uh, the symptoms of depression that come along with that, you know, fatigue, forgetfulness, uh, lack of drive, so that we can deal with our anxiety uh, before it becomes a full-blown panic attack, and learn from those. We want to learn how to grieve and interact with our own anger uh, and our own feelings of loss so that we can hear the voice of God in those moments and so that when we see those emotions in other people, we know how to love them because we have experienced the love of God ourselves in those times. So those are things that I thought about saying in my sermon but left out. I hope that uh, what I did say this week was helpful. I hope that it was an encouragement. Um, and now I am here with Linda Sampson and want to talk a little bit more about emotionally healthy spirituality and the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. So, Linda, I ask you here today uh, because you are going through the Emotionally Healthy Relationship class with me, and I know that you have also gone through Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And so 
I wanted everyone to have the opportunity to hear from someone else who has gone through this course. And Linda, I had asked you ahead of time uh, two things. First, I ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your experience uh, with the course and the material. Uh, and I've also asked you if you wouldn't mind sharing what God has done in your life or what you have seen happen in your life um, through the course and the materials as you've learned and grown. Oh, I'd love to tell you about that. In fact, when you asked me I, and asked if I would speak about emotionally healthy spirituality, or I'll call it EHS, um, I, I said I was always ready to talk about that. Um, first, I just wanted to comment on your message yesterday. I loved your message, and I wrote down many notes, and it was helpful in so many ways. And one of the things I wrote down is, God does not run away from us in our grief and our pain and our loss. This is when God does his best work. That's one of the things you said, and I loved it. And then what you've talked about here um, from your message yesterday and Job is it's, it's absolutely true. We don't deal well with our emotions, and we don't deal well when people express their emotions to us. I mean, you are a taken, taken aback. If, if you had said that to that woman or if Job, you know, we'd be taken back completely by that. But um, I want to tell you a little bit, as you've asked, about my experience with EHS. And it really goes back at least a year and a half. And what happened, we were in an ALT meeting, and Pastor Caleb did a devotion from the book. And one of the things that we did as part of that was to take two minutes to be still and silent before God. That was a hard two minutes. <laughs> you know, how... Yeah. To be complete, to completely have a clean slate in your mind so that you can just be still and present with him. Um, so I just felt that night, I have got to get this book. I love this devotion. I have to get this book. I want to see what this is all about. And so I immediately got it and I immediately went through it and I did uh, I, you know, there are questions at the end of each chapter. I answered those. I thought about them. I pondered them and so forth. And then um, a short time later, I started through the book again. Well, when um, I started at the third time, I realized I really needed to do the whole course. I needed to do both books. And as I started that, that third time, I realized all those things I'd written down that I thought I needed to do or would be helpful to me in my uh, growth with God, I hadn't done any of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's easy to do. Oh, I, I was like, you haven't, this is your third time you're starting this book and you haven't done anything. So I am really trying to um, step back and do some of those things in the book. And really, I think God is calling me this year to take a step back to take time to slow down um, and just listen and learn from him and see where he wants me to go best uh, next. I think that's my biggest takeaway from that. Um, I do think that it's helpful to stop and take a look at our emotions, and I think that's often very difficult for us to do. But one of the things that really stuck out to me in the book is when I read all these different theologian, theologians and um, uh, saints and people who have gone before us who delved deep with God, 
one of the things they said over and over is that we must know ourselves mm-hmm. in order to go deeper with God. Yes. And so I think that is definitely what I am trying to do. I'm working on. Sometimes it feels like I got a plate of spaghetti upstairs <laughs> in my head. But, you know, I'm uh, working on it. And I just, I loved what they had to say. It, it opened my mind and my heart to so many different ideas and things uh, related to my growth and spirituality with God. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So uh, for people who haven't engaged in this material yet, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and the second class, Emotionally Healthy Relationships, which Linda and I are doing together right now, uh, along with some other people, um, both involve a devotional book, but this is not your standard devotional book. This book is actually built around the rhythms of uh, the office, the daily office, the divine office. Um, This is a habit of prayer and scripture reading and stillness and silence before the Lord that we engage in in the morning and again in the evening. Um, And along with that, there are other reading materials. There's a book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And for the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, there is a workbook that we go through during the class, and there's also reading in it. So it doesn't have its own book, but it has a workbook. And these two things are intended to go together. And I think the reason why the class is so important, Linda, for me, is that there's that added accountability. Certainly, I could sit down and read um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and I did before teaching the class, and I can go through the day-by-day book, and I can do the same with Emotionally Healthy Relationships, but without the accountability of my brothers and sisters, um, I am tempted to not do the work because it's hard work. It's really hard work. You're right. It is um, hard work, and it's it's really if you time-consuming work. It just takes time, but. Um, I think the really great thing about it is, yes, it is accountability with people, but there is something about going through it together. I know with my class on Monday night for EHR, the relationships course, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is very present. And, um, you know, the great thing is you never share anything that you don't want to share. It's not um, a class where you come and say, okay, what did you read this week? Bear your soul with us. Tell us everything about it. It's not like that at all. It's about having grown and learned yourself, and then we get to practice some of the things that we need to do to help uh, keep us on an emotionally healthy track uh, with ourselves, with our neighbor, and and with God. So, um, yes, I don't ask, what are your rainbows and and rain clouds during the week? This class is the furthest thing from touchy-feely. I don't think, because I don't do touchy-feely. Yeah, and yet, and yet the touchy feely is it's there. It's there. <laughs> yes. You know, I can't, ex- I can't quite explain it except that I just feel a real kindred with these people that I'm going through it with, even though I'm not sharing everything I've learned or things I'm working on. I mean, I, you share to the extent that you want. There is some opportunity for that, but there's so much else going on as we meet yes. and so forth. Things that are supposed to complement what I'm doing on my own. Yes. Yeah, and emotionally healthy relationships and, and spirituality, kind of the, the basis of the reason this course is important. Um, 
so Pete Scazzaro, as I've said, is a pastor, um, and he's a pastor of a rather large church in New York City. And am I right on that? Yes. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's a pastor of a large church called New Life. And um, through his ministry, he learned that it is simply not possible to keep shoving our emotions down and to stay emotional children and become spiritually mature. Um, We disconnect oftentimes our thoughts and feelings. And we tend to think feelings are bad, squish them down, squish them down, squish them down. Unless it's joy or peace, those feelings are acceptable. But anger and depression and anxiety and grief um, and fear even are things that, you know, a Christian shouldn't feel. When in reality, in scripture, we see many godly people experiencing these emotions. Um, so, so that's kind of the basis of, of what we're doing and what we're learning. Uh, we learn how to identify feelings, name them, explore where they come from. We've had to learn, I think the hardest thing for me, Linda, is um, I often would say I feel and then follow that up with a thought or um, I think and follow that up with a feeling, which is very confusing (laughs) and I didn't even realize I did it. So I've learned how to uh, separate what I think and what I feel and then invite God into both of those things to bring them together um, to mature me the way I think and but also the way I respond to things uh, the way I experience God's love myself and the way I can share that love with others um, so I, I yeah. agree it definitely helps you know so many of our thoughts and emotions and the way that we deal with things and with people every single day are ingrained so deep in us Mm -hmm. from how we grew up from what we've experienced in life um, etc and and we have to take that apart sometimes and begin and look at it and and get a better understanding of it but I think the other thing that really helped me in this um, book it was you, you know you know this but then you don't really know it and that was when it hit me square in the eyes that um, God has emotions. Mm-hmm. God was angry. God is jealous. You know, Jesus wept. I mean, there's all, there's many, many more. And when, when they put all of those in print, one right after the other, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, because I felt the same way as you. I am supposed to stuff my emotions down as a Christian. I'm, you know, supposed to just have joy and love and peace and all those kind of things. But this book has also taught us that God works with our emotions Mm -hmm. to help us know better his will, his guidance and and discernment and so forth. And we get to explore how we do that. So we learn tools and things to help us through that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. So um, I've shared publicly pretty much that I uh, wrestle with depression and uh, depression and anxiety are two sides of the same coin. Very few people who have depression do not have anxiety and there are very few people who have anxiety who also do not have some type of depression. Um, And I tended when I would feel these things coming on to just ignore them. Uh, So this past week, 
I experienced some significant anxiety and I named it out loud to my husband. I'm like, I'm really anxious right now. And instead of ignoring it and pretending it wasn't there, I confessed it and I confronted it. Um, I was able to work through it with God's help. And what I realized was, Serena, you have limits that you are not living in. You need to live in your limits. Um, so coming into this week, after a very busy week, I'm like, okay, God, I this week I have to slow down. You're right. I did too much last week. I neglected. Um, I, I just didn't spend enough time with you to support the work that I had to do. Um, so listening to that anxiety instead of, you know, allowing it to escalate into a panic attack and then me taking something to numb that um, was really life-giving. And I never would have done that if it weren't for this material, ever. I agree. I mean, it. our emotions can be so difficult. And if we don't handle them right, if, you know, the way we should, if we don't know how to handle them, we do end up in a worse spot than if we just, you know, confront them and go with it and let God help us with those things. Absolutely. Well, Linda, I'm so glad you agreed to come in here and talk today. Um, I have many favorite people at Trinity. You are among them. Um. (laughs) That makes me very happy because I enjoy you and Pastor Caleb so much and as well as all of our Trinity family. So thanks. Yeah, I say many favorite people because every time I talk to a different person at Trinity, I just think you're (laughs) one of my most favorite people here. And I realize it's because we are just blessed. Yes. This church is just, I, I can't say it enough. Yeah. This, we have a special church family. We and do. I just want to see us all grow more and deeper with God. And part of that is going to be through our emotions. So yep. please, everybody, <laughs> deeply consider this, uh, uh, making this something that you look into. And uh, just as a note, Linda, because this is going to come up on Second Pot again here soon, I am on the launch team for the next Emotionally Healthy book. I got an early copy of Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Oh my gosh. It is released March 30th. I've read the first two chapters this week. They have a reading plan for us. And there's a Q&A that I'll get to do with Pete uh, and other <sighs> readers. So, oh yeah, I'm so excited and I can't wait to talk about this book. Um I think it'll be probably the next thing we do, but we're going to keep offering emotionally healthy spirituality and relationships and then discipleship because it's such a good book. Well, not only that, but he actually mentions it in both books that that our emotions and our spiritual health, all of that go together so that we can be better disciples. Absolutely. So it's the next step. Yep, absolutely. So I look forward to sharing that with you. Uh, And I look forward to sharing that with our listeners and with Trinity. Well, this has been the Second Pot Podcast for this week. I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, Linda, thank you again for being here today. Thank you for inviting me and letting me uh, be part of this. It's been fun. Great. It's always fun. Uh, Pastor Caleb will be back next week, though, I'm sure with some great things to share. He'll come back rested from Uh, this time away. and. be ready to go. So Trinity and Second Pot listeners, until next week, stay in love with God and stay in love with your neighbor. Take care. We're going to learn what's going on.
Father.